Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. And we are back once again with Wonderfully Weird Living. John Waters, your host, and my guest, author, speaker, pastor, Drake Hunter. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, John? I'm doing well. We made it through uh, online Easter. Yes. It was interesting. (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, but man, was it different because, you, as you well know, you know the the weeks leading up to Easter, um, <laughs> you're really ramping up. And of course, at Elevating Life Church, we normally do our big egg drop the week before, and uh, with all of those things being put on hold because of the COVID nineteen virus, um, it it was a whole different experience yeah very quiet in nature for for ministry in that sense because typically we're we're running around and and doing many things to be prepared for that particular of course that event that celebration so just uh you know of course we still had things to do but it's definitely a a different doing i guess Uh, a a calmness maybe maybe that's the best way to put it yeah yeah (laughs) Well, and maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to learn the lesson from that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, we did make it through uh, the Easter weekend, and uh, here we are uh, moving on in the month of April. But, um, you know, it's we were just talking before we uh, started recording here, Drake, uh, looking forward to that time when we can come back together as a church family and as uh, friends and such to to meet together once again. As you well know, I'm a hugger. And not being able to hug people or shake hands has really been difficult. Oh yes, and togetherness is that spiritual need where you know you're paying to, uh, you're paying attention together. You're really feeling uh, what other thing uh, other people are feeling. You you're understanding together, and of course you're having rhythm together. And that's all different on the other side of the camera, if you will. And and so yeah, I'm I'm I miss that tremendously. Of course, uh, that intimacy that uh, we we actually need in the sense of meeting that spiritual need of togetherness. The love that you feel uh, between yes. each other that is still there when we're apart, yeah. but yet there is that distance. Uh, and so we really then have to uh, take that love that we feel and make that conscious decision then to really continue that that passionate, that deep, caring uh, love that you talked about in the message on Sunday that Jesus is the model of for us, that uh, passionate and unselfish love even though we may be uh, separated for days, weeks, even months, yes. but yet continuing that. Yeah, that careless dress I talk about that goes along with love where, you know, uh, we still have each other's back uh, no matter what. Uh, but it sure, you know, that just means we have each other's interests. We're, we're 
praying for each other. We're taking care of one another uh, long distance. But again, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, I was in the military and, and, it, and it was different uh, loving my family uh, in a, on a different continent right. uh, and, and really connecting in a way that it's it's all right, but it's, it's not good. It's not great, but it, it is the best thing to do at the time. But I remember coming home uh, during those periods of time where I had to leave months, if not years at a time. And wow, uh, there's something special about that. And and so, yes, again, looking forward to really connecting with our family, our church family, where we can truly uh, be together in the way God designed us to be together uh, in, in all life roles, if you will. Well, on Sunday, of course, it was Easter, and um, so you use the the Easter story, of course, yes. um, in your message. But but the thought behind it all was that the passion of Christ, that passionate love that God has for us, um, and as you pointed out uh, very uh, astutely in that, is that God can do no different because God is love. It's not That's that right. God loves God is love and really we're called to be that for other people too to be that love for other people and i thought it was interesting i had to put that in my message this last sunday where god couldn't help himself or jesus couldn't help himself because he is god and i think we oftentimes we miss that because you you can go in so many different directions with that uh, particular central uh you know uh, lesson that sits there but uh how often do we forget god could not help himself going back to who we are when do we say this we couldn't help ourselves yeah. typically with sin just the opposite we see christ truly going i couldn't help myself to love and if jesus is that model even in uh, the darkest moment of his uh his earthly ministry uh he couldn't help himself to love what a great lesson for us to truly understand how to passionately love in the way god loves and of course that's the great commandment to love god with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, but as well to love your neighbor, the human being that uh, is interpreted, uh, as yourself. In, in the self, yourself is your wonderfully made, of course, uh, that I present often in my book, Wonderfully Weird. So uh, we have to understand that uh, we do have a responsibility to love in that way. And of course, we have to learn it one moment at a time and, and develop that love in a way that uh, is going to be supernatural in the sense of who God is and what that love is all about. Moving it uh, into that agape love. Absolutely. In, in fact, you know what, John, you were reading my mind uh, because that's right, because there's a huge uh, misunderstanding of what true love is and that agape love, which we don't speak that way in English, is unconditional love. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what, uh, I got your back. Uh, no matter what, uh, that love is going to exist. Of course, with good boundaries, mm -hmm. we can talk about that, but uh, that good boundaries, of course, is truly setting up uh, uh, ways that are going to benefit everyone. And so with that, yes, uh, agape love. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to say this because the wholeness of God, integrity, there's also that what is known as eros love, which is romantic love. And, of course, that uh, filia or that uh, Philadelphia, I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, brotherly like, love. Yeah, the mm -hmm. brotherly love. And, and it all works together, of course, with discernment, with priorities and in different relationships that boundaries. look different and boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when we do it with those good boundaries in place, uh, 
you know, wow, life is absolutely wonderful, and you can experience uh, the love that we read about in in the scripture. Not only uh, do we read about, we can actually experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to read one of the scriptures uh, that you used on Sunday uh, from First John chapter four, verses seven through ten. Um, and John is writing here. He says, "Dear friends, let us love one another." For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You know, I'm, I sometimes wonder if we take for granted um, the gift that was given through Jesus Christ. And yes, we understand that Jesus died for our sins. And, and yes, we understand that through Jesus, we're reconciled to God. But I'm not sure that we take that to its depth uh, many times in that agape love that God has for us in that uh, we were not able to save ourselves. And God said, I only have one thing to give and I'm gonna give it for you. And that's my son. And I tell you, when when you take off the, the hindrances or the boundaries of the world and start to look at that from God's perspective, um, it almost makes me wanna cry. The, just the incredible uh, depth of God's love. Yes. Now, John, if you start crying, I know. You know, I know. What's I won't. Happen. I won't. I'll hide behind my computer monitor here. <laughs> That's all on my sleeves, as you well know. When you say that, I'm like, oh my God, you just. <laughs> there you go. And now I'm by myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you know, Jesus is that channel that we need to understand uh, in, in the sense of those boundaries, because Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the one that, uh, of course, through his uh, imperative thoughts and or his commands he he's setting up that those boundaries and he showed us how those boundaries work to the point of of death of course but you know the under, we have to i think oftentimes we forget that because we believe in radical love let's say one-sided love where there is no channel we don't understand how important it is that we channel through jesus christ that that infinite love that is god the greatness of god must be channeled through the goodness of the shepherd, Jesus Christ. And and we have to truly learn what that is and then do it exactly the way Jesus uh, did. Now, we of course, we can't be perfect at that, but we're always making those adjustments to make sure that we are doing it as Jesus did in his earthly ministry so that we can uh, receive the benefits and the rewards of that uh, as we're loving God and others so that we can truly live a life that is uh, blissful, that's wonderful, uh, that's truly uh, divine, which is the, which surpasses our understanding. Mm-hmm. And once you get there and understand that uh, how important that channel of Jesus is and going through Jesus, boy, there, there's no other way to live. Uh, it, as I shared on Sunday, we've got to raise ourselves uh, because oftentimes we just kind of stay grounded. Uh, and, and then, of course, grounded just means subjective, and we kind of interpret it our way through our teachings and all that. And 
we see a lot of Christians that are miserable. So they really need to understand how to raise out of those teachings, relationships, and all that, and get ourselves through Jesus so that we can experience the love, uh, this passionate love that Jesus uh, is demonstrating and and showed and and that we can experience. So we know that feelings uh, are, are something that come and go. Feelings come and go within our life, depending upon many outside uh, factors and, you know, how we feel and all that kind of thing. Um, Would it be fair to say then that love without God is just a feeling that can come and go? And it more borders I would say it's emotion that just comes and goes. Okay. Okay, because uh, of course we know feeling. I feel hungry inside. So yeah, it's uh, that feeling um, is is internal. But then once we share that feeling, whatever that feeling is, that becomes an emotion. Emote. We emote those feelings, and it becomes an emotion. But then it becomes a passion, uh, a passion in the sense of passing emotions. So when we say we have a passionate about something. We have a passion for Christ, but is it passing emotions? Now, Jesus, we see the passion of Christ, and we want that to be consistent, as consistent as it can be, but we want that to be internal, if you will, in the sense of who we are, personal relationship with God, where now those feelings are joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The feeling of love. And it's, of course, a similar feeling that you would have in a romantic love, but you, you just you cannot not help yourself, mm-hmm. as we see Jesus uh, on the cross. So, yeah, feelings are internal, and then once we decide to communicate that with God, which can be in our self-esteem and all that, or outwardly, uh, then that becomes an emotion, and through that, Actually, you want to connect through those emotions. That's why you have to have good feelings together so that you can have uh, good emotions, if you will, passing to one another so that you're truly uh, becoming a person in the sense of God's love and and really connecting in that way and bonding in the way God designed us to bond in that togetherness. Well, and and the reason I asked that, and you kind of touched on it there a little bit, is is coming back to that passage in 1 John chapter 4. If we don't understand that God doesn't just love, God is love. Therefore, for us to be able to yeah. truly love, yeah. we have to be that channel of God. We have to channel that from God because God is the source of love. And so otherwise, if we're doing it from our own standpoint, then it can come and go and it ebbs and yeah. flows depending upon us. Yeah not up on God. Yeah, and let me put it this way, uh, and most people might not have, uh, might not be familiar with this, but a feeling inside of yourself, I gotta go back to this, I wanna clarify this, is uh, Paul says, beware of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have feelings all the time, and those feelings are generated in the body, the, the flesh. Mm-hmm. And they can very easily become very uh, motivating, and we have to learn how to have self-control with our feelings. Now, this word discerning and, and discretion and all that comes in because if those feelings are not lined up with uh, the the authority of God, uh, along with His uh, His expression and who we ought to be, that behavior and all of that, boy, we need to learn to uh, filter those feelings then in, in the sense of that good 
moral sense so that we can truly be uh, the reflection or the face of Christ uh, in any situation. And we see Jesus doing that. He, he did not give in to that temptation. Hunger, right? He right. felt hungry. That's a mm-hmm. feeling and, and those other areas. And so, uh, or going out and buying something. How many, I, I gotta, you know, right. uh, a lot of people like, God is telling me through my feelings. And I'm like, ah, yeah, be careful with that. Because if it's gonna hurt you or, uh, or downgrade you in some way in the sense of that goodness, I will 100% disagree. And so we have to make sure we're managing that, uh, that feeling and then, of course, feelings turn into emotions, and love is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And then we, we get to deliver that love either externally to others or to God in the sense of, God, you know what? You made me wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that feels good. That's the truth. There's a period there. And that makes me feel good, and I'm going to wrap myself in that feeling and allow that to be a belief that truly uh, drives my life where now that feeling then just exists and when it's triggered you get to experience that love does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah we're getting a little different direction but we have to understand the difference between feelings emotions and moods and so uh, how important is it to have some understanding of those three different areas so that then we can manage ourselves along with others if we are responsible uh, for leading others and direct people in the right way uh, uh, with you making sure that you're number one you're directing yourself remember Paul said to Timothy make sure you take care of yourself and then you can lead others well I guess it comes down to focus then where is our focus is yes. my focus on myself because then that that emotion of love will be fleeting it will yes. depend on me or is my focus on God and and reflecting yeah. his love right and let me say this though that's one of the reasons we do step into a personal relationship with God and when we step into that personal relationship typically it's because Uh, We either hate ourselves, we hate other people, or whatever that is, but then when we step into it, we get to Psalms 139, uh, 14, where God says, you're wonderfully made. Well, that's my belief now. No matter what mom and dad told me, what what my other relationships or whatever, uh, that is now my core belief. I am wonderfully made, so you do take care of self Mm -hmm. in the sense of your beliefs because you got to have the proper uh, viewpoints and perspective if you will and that's of the father and if the father says i'm wonderfully made guess what nothing can change that uh but we do that all often so our selfishness then gets in the way and then we tell ourselves based on perhaps mistakes or maybe we did something we shouldn't have or whatever something's triggered uh, in the sense of those relationships and then we're back down we forget we've got to get the 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 primary beliefs into uh, our heart so that now we're just living there and, and we live in the peace of uh, those lessons, principles, or the ways of God. And so that's it's, – it's a huge discussion, of course. I, this is where I go in my own personal ministry with coaching and all that, really helping people understand how, wonderfully, uh, how wonderful they are through this grand plan that God has, but at the same time, how wonderful you are in the sense of the, the uniqueness that I call it weird. But uh, we have to fall in love with that. That's not selfishness in the sense of man's selfishness or pride. That's true humility in the sense that we're open up now so grand that we are completely open to anything that God has for us, but yet we go after that that specific purpose for our own life, and then we own it, we 
turn our lives to it and we step into it and then we live in that love that God has provided us for all eternity. So keeping the perspective of I am wonderfully made, but mm -hmm. I didn't make myself. Mm -hmm. God made me wonderfully made. Excuse me, I just took a drink. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, and making sure that, uh, you know, going back to Genesis 1, we, we probably say this almost weekly, that we've all been created in the image of God. He's the creator. You know, I'm the one that has been created, and uh, I've got to humble myself and say, okay, God, it's your purpose, not mine. And a lot of Christians do. I work with a lot of Christians here, uh, and, and God created you with a purpose. And then we uncover that purpose. They just – they don't want to – no, it's not me. <laughs> I can't help how God created you. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't get to the exact detail to what that is, but we can get pretty close in understanding how God has designed you. And sometimes you must step out of yourself mm -hmm. and step into that purpose that God has for you and start living in your purpose rather than all the problems that you live in. And isn't it funny how once you do that – even though you may have fought against it like crazy, yes. once you do humbly step into that purpose, all of a sudden it's like putting on that old pair of blue jeans and a sweater. Uh -huh. It just yes. fits perfectly. Yes, that's right. And that's then you're exactly like, right. oh, okay, yes. now I get it. Yes. And, and it's the voices in our head that get in the way a lot of times because you know they step in there, they know it's it, but then within days, sometimes hours, uh, because of the voices or the experiences and whatever, they the moment they walk out the door almost, they forget. And they go back to the – but that's habit, isn't it? And then, of course, we have to get into uh, the right environment so that we're around the right people. That's one of the reasons for church. If the church is doing right, that's the direction they need to be going so that you can get to church once a week, minimum, and, and really understand that God does have a plan for all of us individually but collectively as well. But we encourage one another uh, in the sense of that purpose, uh, both in the grand scheme of God's plan and also specifically. Get back to your purpose. I say that every mm -hmm. week. Are you living in your pr purpose or your problems? Exactly. Yeah, the PP problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and maybe that's uh, that's something that we can take out of this time with the COVID-19 virus of having to be separated and getting outside of the norm, uh, breaking the routines, breaking habits and yes. such that we've that we're so used to. Maybe uh, we're giving being given an opportunity to really look at those things, reassess, reevaluate, and come closer to that purpose yeah i would encourage rather than readjusting your bad habits during these times like maybe you know you have a, 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 a habit of shopping all the time well rather than readjusting yourself and start buying everything online well use this time to really fast if you will and really uh, take the opportunity to uh, perhaps uh, maybe uh, get that to a healthy point in your life or you know you think about uh, the situation we're all in when it comes to really spending time with other people in intimate situations it's easy to do in, in very small increments but when you're together for a long period of time and uh, you're going to understand your breaking point and all that but you got to understand this is a perfect time to practice self-management uh, mm -hmm. uh, what's the love love those bad situations or your enemy where you or excuse me, going the second mile is what I'm thinking there. Let me let me go back up there. Going the second mile for your spouse or your kids where you're learning to defer some things that typically would get you upset because uh, uh, we want to 
have togetherness in our home at all times. So what what do we do? We put those commands in place. Practice those commands. Go the second mile. Don't be offended all the time. Don't don't get upset and, and learn to practice those commands as as we do often uh, as we do always in mm-hmm. uh, at Elevating Life Church, so that we can truly begin building new habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we know this uh, when you're in tight quarters. Boy, we get on each other's nerves, but what better time than to practice that command, go the second mile. And to practice <laughs> that love of God, that unconditional, passionate love yes. that does defer your own uh, needs, <laughs> wants, and desires in favor of the other person. And if both people in a husband and wife situation, let's say, right, right. if both people are doing that, wow, what a great opportunity to get all those hurdles, all those brick walls out of the way and begin to truly come together as that yeah. couple that we see Adam and Eve uh, originally, yes. uh, man and woman together. Yeah, together rather than just roommates, right? Right. And so, yeah, you know, the the scripture that comes to mind, what we used on Sunday, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Right. And, you know, oftentimes we should be using that as well of as well as these other commands that we've been and talking about. The other side of that is, forgive me, for I know not what I do. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's <laughs> uh, It goes both ways. Yeah. So that's Luke 23, 34, by the way, <laughs> in case you're wondering. The first part. Second part, I was my own spin on it. Yeah. But, um, so we come back to that uh, passion of Christ, that passionate and... and um, unending and unselfish love that Christ showed uh, by going to the cross and and dying there for our sins and coming back again, uh, conquering death on our behalf, not because he had to do it, but because he, uh, as God wanted to do it, to reconcile us back to himself. What a, a powerful picture for us with relationships of maybe we don't have to go to a physical cross, but we might have to go to an emotional or personal cross yes. and uh, conquer our own sin and then bring that, resurrect that relationship through that. And then through that, of course, the rest of the story is ascend. A, a, a Rise up and move, as the song you wrote, John. We had to rise up and move and live at a higher level, and that's what this is all about: transcendent living, uh, you know, living at a higher level, uh, rising above uh, the normal, so that we can truly live uh, as God intended us to live in that relationship, in that blissful relationship with Him, as well with others. And so, how important that is! How, what what a great opportunity in this moment of time to really. Uh, put that belief in place that yes, God loves me. I love other people. I've just got to change that. There's a lot of issues, but forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive me for I know not what I do. And then lean into it. Go after. Seek the kingdom of God at this point. From from this point on, for the rest of your life. And, and don't be religious. Uh, what we're what we're all about is relational. Mm-hmm. Be relational. If you're going to be religious, that's the world system. That's one-sided. Uh, I even call that the new theology sometimes. It doesn't matter the denomination. I don't care who you are. Uh, we all have a tendency to uh, be very selfish and fall into one-sided relationships. And when that's the case, uh, that is known as religion and uh, or that new theology. It does not work. So I would encourage to go back to the classic theology. We see Jesus hanging on the cross. Uh, we see it in the Word of God where it, there's truly uh, – 
this in contrast way of living in the sense of loving God, being with God, and being with your neighbor, and truly creating uh, the proper tension so you can live right in the middle of your purpose. Absolutely. And remember who Jesus uh, spent his time with. It was not just religious people. In fact, most of the time when he was around religious people, it was to kind of uh, teach and chastise them. Uh, but rather, he spent his time with those who um, were the, the ones who society would push to the side and say and marginalize. Yes. Uh, and Jesus said, no, they are wonderfully made in my image come to me like children innocently and openly and if we would all do that a little bit more uh, with our neighbors that we don't want to hang out with because right. they're not like us then we would start showing that unselfish and and deep love of Christ absolutely I'm with you 100 percent on that comment <laughs> yeah and maybe that's a good place to end yes. right there because uh, we are the hands and feet of Christ he has called us he has given us a commission Yes. Go out into the world and make disciples, and we do that through His love. Through His love all the time. Amen to that. Well, Drake, um, so of course, uh, as we talked about at the beginning, some things have changed as far as how we uh, uh, do ministry right now through Elevating Life Church, uh, uh, through personal ministries and such. But that by no means means we stop. It just means we become creative. Yes. And what a, what a blessing that is that God allows us to be creative um, and uh, figure out different ways to reach the world yeah open-mindedness boy yeah it's it's a great place to be in the sense of creativity and really thinking through some things and being discerning but at the same time boy it is god's world and we ought to be creative in that world and we can think uh outside the box we can really uh learn that uh little lesson in the bible that all things are possible mm -hmm. uh through through christ and and so yes uh we're going to continue in fact uh probably more so in the sense of that energy with creativity how can we truly do something where we can uh, inform properly uh, we can instruct people in the sense of their heart and and I'll use another I word and influence them uh, to the point where they are changing those beliefs so that their behaviors uh, will line up in the way that brings honor and glory to God and their neighbor well and a great moment to step back and reflect on uh, that the church is not a building yes because we're not using a building right yeah. now yeah so, so hey, yeah, similar to home. Uh, yeah. It's not a you know we 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 gotta. It's a home. Uh, we appreciate the building, uh, but it's the people inside that make it a home. Amen. Amen. Well, Drake, thank you so much for uh, once again coming in and, and sharing your heart with us uh, through this time. And um, uh, as we continue on, we'll continue ministering to people. And, and I do want to encourage folks, if you have something, a question or a comment, uh, maybe you need prayer about something, please use our uh, email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. We would love to connect with you through that. Also, don't forget to get your copy of Drake's book, wonderfully weird you will be blessed through that in an incredible way um, and uh, Drake what is the website uh, your website for that wonderfully women uh, <laughs> oh wow take two wonderful <laughs> 
wonderfully weird living. Thank right? you. Wonderfully yeah. weird. That just that's funny. Uh, <laughs> WonderfullyWeirdLiving.com. That that leads into uh, next week. Uh, I'll be preaching on humor. There we go. There we go. Humor. humor. Humor is humor. so important, Self. Anyway, once again, for pastor, author, speaker, and now comedian Drake Hunter, uh, I'm John Waters. May God bless all of you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.